One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We just had the best video to start this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Don't you come in my house and tell me that Samoa Joe is the champion isn't fire. It is. He's also going to be facing Hook later, and he did a great promo from the streets of New York. And here we saw them arriving at the building. I was like, well, that's disappointing. You're late. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the show where we review and we recap and we give opinions about pro wrestling. And then everybody just yells at everybody else because the whole damn wrestling community is out of control and everybody needs to calm down, including me. Let's up those dows. Ian Riccoboni also joined Excalibur and Taz on commentary this evening. So I think Tony Schiavone is sick, so I hope he is okay. When we kicked off with a right banger for the TNT Championship, it was Christian Cage versus Dustin Rhodes. Yes. And this really was two dudes as well proving that age is nothing but a number because they are in their 50s and they totally smashed it. I thought this was flubbing fabu. They wrestled for a little bit as well when Cage decided to take a cheap shot. That's when Dustin was like, you ain't doing that to me. He slammed him down. And even when Cage was going to like ram his penis into Rita the ring post, Dustin said, no, I like my penis. And he pulled him into Rita instead. So of course, and I meant to have Rita the ring post rabbit, but it still hasn't turned up. So instead I shall be Ricardo, the Rita-ific luchador. What the hell is that? Somehow Dustin then got thrown into the floor as Christian hit a dive, although he started to miss crossbodies. And do not forget the crossbody never wins a match. When the one 2 oo started, now on Pro Wrestling Tees, because we had a splash of the frogs and we had DDTs. And at one point I was like, could Dustin Rhodes win the TNT Championship? And he didn't, but they made me believe. Christian eventually got so annoyed, he went to get the TNT title. And the ref was like, you can't use that, you goober. Why do you put me through this all the time? But it kind of served the distraction, because Dustin snuck in. And he hit the most devastating move in all the sports and attempted the surprise roll-up. But because the official wasn't looking, all of a sudden Nick Wayne got in there. And he reversed the polarity. So now Christian had the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. But neither of them worked. So this was too much surprise roll up for my heart and I started to go wibbly jibbly. But then Dustin hit the crossroads and I tell you, he went one, he went two and Christian Cage kicked out a 2.9999999 recurring. That was damn good. This is when I think Nick Wayne freaked out. So he was basically going crazy with distractions. But he got Canadian destroyed on the floor. But basically, Dustin then got back in the ring. Christian hit the spear. He hit the kill switch and he got the one, two. Ooh! because <laughs> Dustin kicked out again. And I was like, how is this happening? It really was just to pop the crowd, but it's the point of wrestling, don't forget. So Christian hit with another kill switch and he got the one, two, three. But this was just terrific. And I examined my body. I was like, oh man, I'm already having a good time. Christian Cage's run does continue. And Dustin continues to prove he is one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. He debuted in 1988. It's absolutely getting it out. Brendan Paquette was then interviewing Swerve Strickland, who kept it very simple. I don't care if Samoa Joe's the champion. I don't care if Hook is the champion. In 2024, 
I'm going after that belt. Renee also wanted to talk about Hangman Adam Page, but swear I was like, I need to worry about that guy, because while he is a fantastic professional wrestler, go look at our record, I've whooped him twice. Strickland is just another guy that's on fire right now. Not literally, that would be a weird gimmick. And he's totally right too. If we get to December, and he hasn't at least been the AEW World Champion for a day, Something has gone horribly wrong. So Abiquette then teleported around the arena because she was interviewing Chris Jericho, who told Takeshita he was going to seek and destroy his ass. Been thinking about that all morning. I don't know what it means. This was mostly because the Don Callis family had screwed him and Sammy Guevara out of the AEW World Tag Team titles at Battle of the Belts, when from nowhere, Matt Seidel walked in and he spoke in riddles, but I think he said, oh, hi, Chris, I've beaten you before, and what you read right now is to face someone who has defeated you, so let's have a match on Rampage. I just <laughs> stared off into the distance. He may have been talking Russian. So I guess this is just a way to get Chris Jericho a win, which does make sense. I don't really know what his direction is. When I spied out into the crowd, and I saw it. So there was a sign, and it actually said, Simon, give Michael, Chris, Manny, and Tenta an up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one so specific before. It was also all sparkly and nice, so it did catch my eye. And of course, my friends, you all get an up. I'm not going to lie. I had a kind of crazy 24 hours, and this did make my day. Thank you for making me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. There is your wonderfully lovely up. We then got to Orange Cassidy and Trent taking on Commander with a K and Penta. And this was another one that was absolutely wild. Because I swear before this, he must have been given drugs and told to go nuts because it just never stopped and it never calmed down. Chucky T and Phoenix were back in their respective corners too, which was cool because they'd been out with injuries. When, of course, Penta and Orange realised the other person loves hitting the D-pad and doing taunts. So they were just doing it for ages and I was laughing. Although it didn't really work for Orange Cassidy because later on he tried to do his pocket pose. And it just went, nope. And he threw him out the ring. Trent and Commander with a K then did get involved with Commander doing this ridiculous dive to the outside. That's when I realised why we are doing this match. I bet the best friends were like, have you seen how that Commander's name is spelt? He does it with a K. It's meant to be a C. Eventually, Penta didn't get the hot tag as well. He just hit so many sling blades because he loves them more than his children. When Commander just kept on levelling himself up with these dives. When he did his rope walk splash. And honestly, he could do that for the next 700, 946 years which doesn't even make any sense and I would enjoy it every time. Trent then got worried about the masked man so we need him right in the face as I keep telling you this is becoming the official move of 2024 because everyone is doing it. When Penta tried for a springboard but Orange kind of moved his own mate out of the way just nailed him with the orange punch that's quite good. I've got that wrong too because he actually hit the beach break and then he hit the orange punch yes I know and I'm an idiot but then Trent zoomed in he hit the scrunchie and he got the one two three I was like well one that was a damn good match and two, where did the best friends go from here? And also, where does Commander and Penta go? They lose all the time. The friends who are the best then were going to do their big hug when they got interrupted by the Undisputed Kingdom because, of course, Roderick Strong hates pieces of fruit and he wants that international title. He was even winding him up too, going, oh, you're in tag team matches now because I bet you don't want to defend that title. And even though Orange was like, actually, no, I'll go right now. I don't care. I've got nothing else to do. Roderick Strong decided to tell him, uh-uh, pal, we're going to wait until the Revolution pay-per-view. That's like eight weeks. So it will be going down on the 3rd of March. I hope AEW does have a good story for this, because now we're going to have to escalate, escalate, escalate. But I believe, I trust, that all of this is getting it up. I think Renee had then decided, you know what, I need to stir the pot on this evening. 
because she went and found Hangman Adam Page, now with brand new moustache. He totally disagreed with what Swerve said earlier because nobody needs the world title more than Hangman Adam Page. Well, then he was like, ah, right, so Strickland keeps thinking about me, does he? Well, I tell you this, I don't think about him at all. This was mostly because he's not the world champion and that's why he is going to be watching Samoa Joe and he is going to be watching Hook. And whoever walks out of here tonight with gold around their waist, well, the cowboy is coming. When... Oh my gosh. Because I really hope everybody does go and watch the next segment. Because as we kind of talked about in the intro, there's just so much arguing and yelling and rowing and tribalism, especially on the internet, and we forget about the important stuff. Believe you me, this is the important stuff. Because Mark Briscoe came out with the Briscoe family, and somehow it's been an entire year since Jay Briscoe did tragically pass away. I still can't really believe it. Mark also talked about the fact, though, that his nieces were in that wreck, and at one point they had been told, you're never going to walk again when he got these three children out on the aisle way. And honestly, if you didn't get emotional by this, you must not have a heart. It's something else entirely. Mark also thanked everybody for their love and prayers when we just had this incredible tribute video for Jay Briscoe. And seriously, our respect for the man just find a few minutes to watch it today. So I don't usually like to give ups and downs with stuff like this, but I am going to give it a platinum up because I'd like a visual representation on this silly show. And again, it's just a wonderful reminder that we shouldn't sweat the small stuff and that we should always do our best to keep the memory of Jay Briscoe alive. And I presume we also made sure the next segment was going to get people talking because Matt and Nick Jackson are no more and they are now Matthew and Nicholas. So I was in instantly, especially because they are keeping those moustaches. And hey, you know what? It is a brand new year, and they're more than happy to talk about their roles as EVPs. Because they feel like they have to take their jobs more seriously. When Paquette brought up all the rumors about them, Matthew was like, wait a minute. Like, for one, that's not true. But just for a little bit of a fun role-playing game, let's imagine if they were. Because how far would you go to be able to save a company named AEW? Would you sacrifice relationships? Would you sacrifice friendships? Especially because this is your life's work. I was like, holy crap, talk about a deep dive. They also made it clear that they would do it all again if it were accurate. And at the end of the day, hey, Rene Paquette, did you get your paycheck this week? Well, you're welcome. Now, the big point is that when AEW was born, they were trying to change the world. But maybe they've gone away from that because they started to lean on yesterday's self-serving, superficial, cancerous superstars. That's the line that's going to get everybody talking. I wonder who they were chatting about. Now, the Bucks did make it clear that Sting was not part of that group, and in fact, he's a model employee. However, if they do want to continue with their mission, then the old guard has to go, and that includes the icon. So it basically ended letting you know that the retirement match at the pay-per-view is going to be Sting and Darby Allen taking on the Bucks. And why? Because as Nicholas told us, <laughs> we are MVPs, EVPs. We should go and pull some strings. So this just feels so damn well timed, because the Bucks did need a little something fresh and different. And they are already smashing it out the park. They're going to get booed out of every building. They really did change the wrestling game. Everybody forgets that. I'm glad they're back. Give it an up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And speaking about being intrigued, the Bang Bang Gang are now your brand new Ring of Honor six-man champions. Now, I kind of think this could be happening because, of course, Jay White and the Guns are also kind of in conversations with the Acclaimed, who are the AEW Trio champions. So are we about to have a merging of the titles? I think we might. But if I were in charge, that's what I would do. But me being in charge would be a terrible idea. But we do have a long amount of time before the pay-per-view. So if they can kind of be friends and then fall out and then have a big war... That uh, could be pretty good. I mean, we do have too many championships at the moment. And when it comes to six men belts... I don't think you need two pairs. This fight was really good as well because we did have Bullet Club Gold taken on Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Honestly, the Bang Bang Gang have this new entrance music. It is absolutely brilliant. Golden Gun even got the hot tag at one point. I've never seen that before. Though when he was going to go for the famous uh, Tia Leona just pounced him out of his boots. At one point, I wondered if he was going to come back to Earth. He eventually did, although it didn't work out for Leona because he got taken out by Barry Barricade. Rest in peace. They also took out Cage with the 310 to Yuma, which meant it was just Bishop Khan left. This is when Prince Nana was like, hey, I've got a good idea. Let us use one of these titles and we can smack somebody in the head. But do you know who came out to make the save? none other than flipping Anthony Bowens. Of course, he is the major push behind this idea of a supergroup, and it totally worked, because Khan didn't know what was going on. He turned around, he got hit with the Blade Runner. One, two, three, brand new champs. We also had this moment where Billy Gunn and Max Caster were in the back, whereas the rest of the Bullet Club Gold were in the ring, and Bowens was in between them, as they kind of all cosmically felt each other's presence, and they started to go, man, we, we do have to come one big team. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. So I really do think that's the right pathway to take, and it's been ages since the Acclaim were in a proper story, so they need that too. So I am going to give it an up, but I have to admit, the constant merging of AEW Ring of Honor, it does get a little bit confusing at times, so that's getting it down. But I'm only giving it down, because I think AEW is about to rectify this, and then we can come back and go, hey, we did it. You always want to live in a world where you go, hey. What are we talking about? Adam Cole and Wardlow were then backstage. And Adam Cole was essentially going, well, this Wardlow, isn't he a wonderful hunk of meat? I think I love him. Now he is in the Undisputed Kingdom, though he's going to be unbeatable. And Adam Cole made it very clear, we are going to be on an upward trajectory. One day, he shall be the world champion. Oodalally. I think he also called Wardlow the most dominant superstar in all of AEW, which is quite the statement. And it ended with Ward just going, boom. He did it in a deep voice, so it was kind of scary. It really does sound like we're about to go full in with these guys, though, as we should do. And also, it's another person going for the AEW World title. And I love this. I mean, Samoa Joe just has a massive target on his back. And people are coming from all over the place. That's how it should work. Timeless Tony Storm was here next. Somehow, this character keeps getting better. Because she was on commentary because she wanted to be up close for Deonna Peratso versus Anna Jay. And when she got there and saw Rick Abani, 
She assumed it must be Tony Schiavone. She's like, wow, you look so youthful and healthful. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I'm pretty sure that at one point Storm insinuated that a virtuosa was some drug she had taken. And then in the ring, of course, Deonna saw that Anna Jay had a gammy shoulder and she went after it. That's wrestling. Jay then came back with a neck breaker because she hates necks when Barazzo did indeed hit a knee to the face. And I was doing that Leonardo DiCaprio gif. I was like, there it is again. Anna still wouldn't take any of that. So she returned with a backstabber when they kind of both went after each other's arms but you shouldn't have done that because do you know who likes breaking this limb? It's Deonna Prazzo. Because it reminded her what she is all about. She locked on the Venus de Milo and she got the tap out victory. This now means she has two wins and zero losses. Sounds like a championship shot record to me. It got even better after this because Rene Paquette interviewed Perazzo. She was like, what is the deal with you, Tony Storm? We used to be sisters and now you're really weird. I don't think she should have done that though because Storm got on Luther's shoulders and said that she was going to hit Deonna Perazzo right in her box. You should probably Google it. And also said something like, you're an artificially tanned hag. That was the greatest insult of all time. We also got a lot of shoe throwing as Tony Storm took us to the break. Honestly, I could watch his character every single day. And the way people respond to her just makes it even better still. So I am going to give it an up. I'm also going to say this. If you are one of these goobers that goes around the internet body shaming people and wrestlers, stop watching my show. Leave. You're absolute pond scum. And I don't want anything to do with you. When I think AEW decided it was time to ramp things up again because we had a tag team match. It was Top Flight versus Private Party. Oh my gosh. Now there was a really nice twist to this because of course they are homegrown talent. But also both teams have had so many injuries. But now they are back so they got to face off. Somebody pulled the go button and they just went bonkers. I mean Dante Martin, Isaiah Cassidy were like in a kip up contest. They were trying to outdo the other one when Darius Martin got in there and Mark Quinn got in there. At one point Mark got the hot tag and he was just flying around the place. But they're just a joy to watch. Quinn especially made me laugh because he went after Dante's bad ankle. It's like, wow, man, do you not have any morals? We also got dives, insecurities, and of course, a crossbody when we got normal DDTs and reverse DDTs. When Mark got another hot tag, and honestly, I tell you, he must have done 10,922 planches. He followed up with a 450 where he got a 1 2 oo when Darius got the same after a flatliner, when from nowhere, Private Party hit the gin and juice. I was like, damn it, they've done it. And that wasn't true at all because they'd actually hit it on the wrong guy. But when the legal men got in there, do you know what Private Party did? They hit the most devastating move in sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and they held the rope. So I started screaming out, oh my gosh, you're heel now. Actually, Andre arrived after this too to console his friends. I was like, bro, you are so late. And I actually think we accomplished a lot here. So we have underlined what side of the fence both teams are going to be on, and we set up something for the future. And also, this is one of those matches where well, neither team should lose but we came up with a little trinket which made it all make sense. So this felt like proper OG AEW stuff. This made me feel good. Up. We then just got this great video for Sting and Darby Allen, who are preparing for their final match at Revolution when Darby threw in the line and maybe just maybe we will become AEW Tag Team Champions. What? No, I don't think he just put that in there. So now I presume somehow they are going to win those belts and then they'll take on the Bucks at the pay-per-view and maybe Matthew and Nicholas win them. If we do do that, that's pretty damn good. Which brought us to our main event for the AEW World title, Samoa Joe taking on Hook. And look, if you don't like this, that's totally fine. You're allowed to have your opinion, but I think you nuts. Because the whole story is that Samoa Joe is a killer, but Hook is happy to be killed. And do you know what we've done now in Hook's entrance way? We've given him a bat signal that the camera focuses on. This made me so damn mad. I was like, why didn't I think of this? the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Now the wonderfully haired warrior did run at Samoa to try and get the upper hand. This was a terrible idea 
because Joe essentially took him and just smashed him into the ground. And some of these chops and punches was killing him. He also soon started to talk trash because that's what he does. And even when Hook tried a desperation suplex, nope, not happening. Now, I suppose Hook must have had a plan B because he started to go after the leg, which meant they went to the outside when he ran on the ring apron and he punched Shamar right in the face. And I started to be like, oh my gosh, could it be? And the answer is no, because when Hook tried to suplex Joe on the outside with a T-bone, Samoa decided he didn't want that and he threw him into the announce table with this urinagi and I can't do this justice. Hook's head just bounced off the thing. I was genuinely very worried. That was brutal. The poor boy also then got power bombed into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. This is when officials and medical people, I think, were down. They go, Hook, you must stop. You must stop. And just when the ref was going to get to 10, he got back in there for the nine because, damn it, he won't quit. Taz was brilliant on commentary throughout all of this as well. And then Hook did run into a power slam and a DVD. But this is when he kept getting one, two, ooh, one, two, ooh. But once again, you started to believe. When, of course, Samoa Joe hit him with the muscle buster, one, two, three. Although that's not what happened at all. Because instead, the underdog kicked out at one. We didn't even get a two. It was just one ooh. And this place came totally unglued. As did I. I love this sport and I thought it was perfectly timed. So he definitely must have taken a phoenix down. If you want to compare this to something like Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't argue with you when he started suplexing Samoa Joe. It was the greatest moment of my life. Hyperbole. The absolute noise when he was able to apply the red rum to was just addictive. We probably shouldn't have done this because Samoa Joe is a veteran. He knew how to reverse it. And yeah, he locked on the Kikina clutch. And we did that thing again with the arm. It dropped three towns. Samoa Joe is still your AEW world champion. But I like we're bringing this back because it looks like a snake. Even after this, though, Hook was all wiggly let go. Is that all you got, Joe? Is that all you got? And even after he was laid out with another muscle buster, he was still stirring. So do you see what we did here? Of course, Samojo won. And of course, Hook lost. But within it, we have turned Hook into this super duper megastar. And one day he will be the AW World Champion. And I will scream yes. Now, it did look like eventually Samoa was going to smash him for good when Angman Hadlam Page came to the ring. And this worked well, too, because Samoa looked at him. And then all of a sudden, Swerd Strickland and Prince Nana were in the crowd. So everybody was looking at everybody else as we were reminded, oh yeah, that AEW World title is the greatest prize in the game. Samoa didn't need any of this though, so he did leave and the Cowboy made sure he picked up Hook so he could have his music and walk off like I've already told you. He has absolutely leveled up here, so you should keep your eye on him. He's going to do good, good stuff. So I'm absolutely going to give this an up. I thought it was a terrific way to capitalize on anything. For all these nerds going, oh man, Hook's too small compared to Samoa Joe. That's what made it so damn compelling. Give me more of this and hook it to my veins. So of course, overall, AEW Dynamite is going to get an up. I had a terrific time watching it this week because again, they just gave me the things I need in my life. And look, there's a video on the screen. It's ups and downs for Raw. Click it. If you also like the video, share the video and subscribe and leave me a comment going, Simon, you're so biased to AEW even though Raw the last two weeks has got all ups and barely any downs, but you're right. I'll just wait for my big bag of cash, which still hasn't arrived in eight years. I can't even do this right. My parents were correct. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.